So with buyer agent commission potentially disappearing altogether, you've got all these real estate agents out here that are now talking about becoming specialized in listings. And we've heard from day one in real estate how listings are king. So in today's episode, we're gonna talk about exactly what we need to be doing as real estate professionals to make sure that we show up to that listing appointment and we absolutely crush it so that we win every appointment that we go on. This is the How To Real Estate Podcast. We are your host with Kyle Lindsay and myself, Jeremy Smith. And today we're gonna talk about winning listings. You guys, it is critically important that we maximize our time and our effort when we go on these listing appointments. We're going to talk about winning. We're going to talk about winning. Kyle, what else better is there to talk about than winning? Nothing. 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 Winning nothing. is everything. Winning is everything. If you're not whizzing, if you're not whizzing <laughs> uh, or winning, yeah. then you're a loser. Well, for sure. Yeah. There's big problems if you're not whizzing. <laughs> yeah. Bigger problems if you're not whizzing. But, uh, and, and not to say that you're going to win them all. Right. Right. No matter how good you are, you're not going to click with everybody. Mm-hmm. Right. Which is totally fine. Just needs me, just means that we need to go on more appointments, but we should have a very high conversion rate. You should. Um, we average close to 90% of our listing appointments. We convert, you know, again, we're not going to win all. That's not a big deal. No one ever will, but you put so much time and effort and energy into getting the listing appointment in the first place. If you're not setting yourself up for success, it's it's just so much wasted energy and effort. Oh yeah, and then just to compound the the negative feelings that you feel like you go on a, a listing and you don't get it, like mm-hmm. it, you almost take it personal, like oh they didn't choose me, right? You know they didn't like me which really is probably not the case. It might be, you know, sometimes it it absolutely is the case, but most of the time it's not. Most of the time it's because somebody else went in there, they were more prepared, Mm -hmm. they did a better job, they communicated better, they Mm -hmm. were more skilled, Mm -hmm. you know, whether it was sales or whatever, they just had more skills. So you just kind of got beat fair and square. And where we really shine is going into canceled and expired listings and competing because when you compete with those folks you're not just competing with other agents in the moment you're also competing with the last experience that they had right and now the perception that they have in their mind of what real estate agents do you know and, and mm-hmm. how ineffective you know we we can be and to be fair some people are just crazy sellers <laughs> well yeah not not every like you know of those 10 percent, not all of them said no to us right yeah so <laughs> we we declined to, yeah. to work with them because it just wasn't going to work out we right. knew that from the beginning so that's an important skill yes. too so what would you say is like the listing that you got that you were like hell yeah most of us have like that one mm-hmm. it's been a few years and i was competing with a luxury a realtor. So someone's very successful. This was before I kind of really hit my stride. You know, it was years ago and I went in a listing appointment and I didn't even know up, up front, which we'll get into why you should always ask this, but I didn't know I was competing. Right. And then I got there and I will just stroke a luck. I asked her, Hey, who else have you been speaking to? And she told me like, Oh yeah, there's this luxury agent that sells all these million dollar homes. I later looked her up and she was super legit and she's like, she's a friend of the family and they're going to, she's going to discount her commission for me because this is more like she's helping me out versus not what her, she normally does. Anyway, I, I gave probably one of the best presentations of my life and I got the Mm -hmm. listing at full commission instead of a discount. Hell yeah. And it worked out great Um, for me and for the client. We sold her house 
um, quickly over market value. It was, it was fantastic deal all the way around. So that's the one where I just like, I look back on that and I think what went right. Yeah. You know what, 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 you know, I already took some lessons on what could I do better next time or, you know, certain questions I should have asked before I got to the appointment. So I would have been more prepared, but what went right during that presentation? Where did I connect with that person? How did I go about it differently? Kind of like a, you know, just after action report, like what, what did I do that got me that versus the other agent? So, right. dude, I, and I totally remember when this happened. Cause you text me, mm-hmm. you weren't on the team yet, but you text right. me. You're like, Hey dude, man, this is so exciting. And I was, yeah. I was pumped for you, man. Yeah. That was awesome. So mine, I, I remember this because it was an expired listing. I had gone in and the house was pretty much vacant. Like, I don't think the guy was living there at all. So he had a, a island in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. So we walk in and there are some stools at the island and I'm like, okay, well, this is where we're going to conduct this appointment at because there's no table. There's nothing else. So we sit at the island and on the island was about five different real estate agent packets mm-hmm. from, you know, different brokers that had been in the house and interviewed with him um, because he was like, hey, I'm not doing this wrong again. You know, I already <laughs> had a bad experience. I'm not going to mm-hmm. do it the same way. I'm going to win this time. So I'm going to interview as many people as I possibly can. But I'm going to make my decision. So we go through. Um, do everything that we're about to show people, mm-hmm. right? A, a, exactly what to do. So we're going to go through that, but I did exactly what we're going to tell you guys to do. And at the end, man, the guy was just like, he was very torn on his decision. Mm-hmm. So I asked him, I'm like, Hey, it, it sounds, it seems like um, you're really having a hard time making the decision. You know, what information do you need so that you can make that decision more comfortably? He says, well, you know what? I think I already have my decision made up, but here's the thing. I want to list with you. I think that you're going to be able to get me more money, but this other broker is much cheaper. Mm-hmm. It's like a $3,000 flat fee. And we talked about that. And long story short, I had 6% commission plus a admin fee. Mm-hmm. The most expensive of the, of the, of the six, cause I was number six, mm-hmm. most expensive of the six, um, but we won the listing. Yeah. And I was like, man, that w- that just really, solidified for me that it's not always about the money right like if, if people feel like you're going to make them more money they're willing to spend more money yeah to make more money mm-hmm. right and it, it just made sense so that was actually uh one of my favorites i've got several man but that was probably one that stands out the most yeah, yeah there's been several that have been felt really good but yeah that's the one that you always have that one <laughs> yeah who knows? Yes. Maybe this year I'll uh, I'll find a new one. I hope so. Me yeah. too, man. So let's talk to the folks listening about about what we did. You know, so obviously mm-hmm. I was competing, you were competing. Yes. You know, you were competing probably against bigger names than I was, or a bigger name. But I was competing against the discount and the mindset that goes along with that. Mm-hmm. So we both had different challenges, but challenges nevertheless. So I know for sure preparation is just so key, mm-hmm. right? To anything. And, for those of y'all listening, you know, I like to like kind of visualize painting. You know, most of us have painted a room. Mm-hmm. And if you've painted a room, you've probably painted with preparation and without it, mm-hmm. right? Hey, I'm not going to, you know, tape and caulk these baseboards or the ceiling or the other walls. I'm just going to paint, you know, and it turns out really bad. <laughs> but if you do the preparation, which is the pain in the butt, right? If you do the preparation first and then you do your paint and then you... You have nice, straight, clean lines and looks professional, mm-hmm. right? So preparation is huge. And if you watch professional painters, they spend, I mean, depending on the size of the job, they spend a lot of time in preparation. Yeah. You know, they spend a ton of time in preparation. That's why they get paid the way that they do. So preparation is key. What are some things that you do 
to prepare for your listing appointments? When I am preparing, I like to know everything that I can possibly know about the the property and the competition before I get there. Uh, part of that is a conversation with the seller. We'll get into that phone call here in a second, but you know, you want to ask certain questions and find out as much as you can about the property so you can work up a great CMA. Right. And if you don't have that question or you don't have that call to find out more about what you can't find out in the public records, you are going to have a spotty at best CMA. Yeah. So what are you using? What softwares are you using for CMAs? Well, so here in uh, DFW, we use the Netris um, real estate system. So probably a lot of these programs are be similar across the country, but here locally, um, my, my three big ones, are, of course, the MLS the matrix, right? The tax record. So was it realist? Realist. And then uh, Remine. Okay. I use those three a lot. Now, occasionally I'll use RPR. Um, I've kind of gotten away from it when I'm building CMAs, but I, I do like a lot. RPR has kind of come back in the last year. I wanted to explore more about it. Okay. But uh, those three, maybe four, are what I'm really using to dig into the property quite a bit and all the competition. Love it. And I use most of those too, but one thing I love is cloud CMA. Yes. I yeah. love cloud CMA. And I, I think it's so valuable because with cloud CMA, and I've not used RPR, I'm probably one of the real, only real estate agents that have it. Um, I've not used RPR. What I love about cloud CMA is that like, I can really edit the the way mm -hmm. the report turns out. And I love to put all the photos of all the listings mm -hmm. in the report because it helps me to be able to say, hey, their kitchen has this. How did your kitchen rate right. rank You know, compared to their kitchen or mm -hmm. their backyard? Or, right. you know, it just it's really made it a lot easier for me for homeowners to have those visuals when mm -hmm. we're going over it to work on accurate pricing so we got cma tax records and what do you bring from remind well remind is more or less from my my knowledge so like i can look up things in remind that are really hard to do anywhere else so like percentage of the neighborhood of renters versus owners um, I can look up any um, extra property details or records that might be there versus anywhere else i'm just kind of double checking that Remind doesn't have something that the tax records doesn't. Also, I do like to pre present in most of my CMAs a lot of the um, automatic online valuations. Hmm. And Remind has three on there that the other people don't. Okay. And so I can just three more data points to show them like, hey, here's where all the automatic valuations are putting your house. These are the AIs that are trying to figure it out. And here's where I did it. Right. That makes a lot of sense. And, and it's funny too, like as you're doing your research, so that's part of your preparation, mm -hmm. like one thing leads to another, right? Right. You mentioned, Hey, how many, how many homes in the neighborhood are, are renter occupied or non-owner occupied? Mm -hmm. Well, that can have an impact yeah, right on somebody's value of their home and, and how you market or who you market to. Mm -hmm. Right. So that discovery process is, is so critical. So if, if y'all listening are not taking the time to go through this discovery process, then you're really selling yourself short and the homeowner because the more you know about not only the situation but the the neighborhood and the the market in in that zip code or mm -hmm. whatever the more information you have the more armed you are to not just overcome objections but to educate and when we're educating and we're showing how much mm -hmm. of an expert we are that increases the chance that we're going to win well the worst thing that can happen on a listing appointment when you're positioning yourself as an expert is they ask you a question and, and you don't have the answer now, I'm not saying, uh, let me get more specific there, because you shouldn't have the answer to every single question. That's impossible. But when you're talking about pricing the home, they start asking you about the comps you're using and you haven't figured that out or you don't know something about the neighborhood specifically that, you know, again, you're not going to know everything. But when you're pricing a home, you should know 
as much as possible the factors that go into pricing that home. Right, right. And they'll know. I mean, based off of what you've mm -hmm. said and what you bring with you, they'll know if you took time and effort mm -hmm. to figure this stuff out. Right. Right. And especially if you're competing with other agents, it's going to stand out. Mm -hmm. You know, those those that prepared and those that did not. All right, cool. So we've got preparation. Is there anything you think that we missed for preparing? I think when you're preparing, the call to the client is part of that preparation. So, you know, you can call that part of your pre-listing or whatever, but I think having that conversation with them before you get to the house. Now, I recommend this being 24 to 48 hours before. Like, you don't want the huge time frame in between that call and the appointment. However, that call is very important. One, it helps you build rapport, but two, it, it helps solidify that you're a professional because you're going to ask questions about the property, updates, things they might have done or changed, um, anything that they think you should know about it. I mean, especially if you're doing an expired call. I mean, there's a lot of different factors that go into this phone call, but really you're, you're establishing a baseline. And that baseline is what is your current situation like? You know, tell me about uh, what's been happening, why you're selling, all that stuff. And two is tell me about the property. And you want to find out as much as you can before you get there. In this way, as we get into the, this comes becomes very important as we get into the actual appointment and that very first step in the appointment. Because if you haven't had this call, that very first step of the appointment is going to take two, maybe three times as long because you're in the discovery phase versus the confirmation phase. I love that. I love it. And so there's a couple of questions that I love mm -hmm. to ask on those calls. Uh, one is, is there anything about the property that you think would add value? Mm, that's and, a great one. And, and what is it? Mm -hmm. And then the second question is, is there anything about the property do you think would decrease the value? Yeah. And what is it? Mm -hmm. Right. So I'm getting their perspective of all the good things. And you always hear stuff like, well, we got a new roof and we painted and, and we put these bushes in it. Like <laughs> none of that adds value, but I get it. Like, right. okay, cool. But then on the second question, I love that because then they start telling you things that are wrong with the home. Right. Right. And then you can just be more prepared. So 24 to 48 hours prior, make the phone call, mm -hmm. have a list of questions that you're going to ask, build rapport, mm -hmm. right? Super important. It'll cut down on your time um, while you're there, like Kyle mentioned. And Kyle has got, you have a really good pre-listing email. Yes. Very thorough. It's, it's awesome. So tell us about that. What are you sending? Why are you sending it? My, my goal with the pre-listing email, it really is to win the listing before I arrive. Got it. Now, like you, I know that listing appointments can take a long time. Occasionally, you are there for three, three and a half hours. Um, if none of y'all ever been on a three and a half hour listing appointment, just call Jeremy. You can tag on his next one. <laughs> <laughs> Mine are always long. <laughs> yeah, um, they are. So I, I'm what I'm what you would call an extroverted introvert. Meaning, I, you know, if I'm there for three hours with someone, I may not be at my best by the end of that appointment. And yeah. so I'm strategically trying to reduce the time I'm in a house so I can be at my best at all points. And part of that, that, that goal is to win listing before I get there. And so the pre-list email helps me in several ways. One, it establishes me as a professional because it's a very professional looking email. Right. It's broken into three sections. And the first one, I'm asking them to review the CMA. I got a paragraph in there about the importance of pricing the home and all that stuff. And then at the bottom, and because I also use cloud CMA, one of the things I love about it is they give you links. So I don't have to download the report and attach it to an email with this 13 megabyte, whatever attachment. I put the links in there and they can choose to look online or they can download the PDF. And I ask them, hey, please review this. The second port is all about reviewing my property marketing plan. And I tell them in the email, you know, my, one of my biggest jobs is marketing your property and making sure as many people see it as possible so I can find that one right buyer. And then I have a link in again there. It goes to um, a PDF I have saved in my Google Drive 
It's the property marketing plan. It's the, it's the same one I'm going to go over with them at the appointment. I'm, I'm literally giving it to them up front. And the third part is all about um, next steps, things like that. And at the bottom of the email, I have a real sneaky little, little add in about all my reviews. Like, Hey, I know that you're probably already doing research as you should. Um, here's a link to my Google reviews and all my social pages. Now they may have already found these by a quick Google search. Luckily I have a unique name, so it helps easily find me online. Uh, however, if they've interviewed three or four different people, no one's doing this. Yeah. Like I have, and you've seen this on some of the emails back and forth with clients. They've literally said, I was going to hire you from the beginning because no one has sent been as thorough up front like this. I have seen those emails. Yeah. And it's just, I knew walking into that, I had the listing and not saying I'm not going to deliver a great listing appointment still, but it goes from some points needing to be two to two and a half hours to 45 minutes. Absolutely. Because I just ask them, Hey, did you go through this? Awesome. Do you need me to go through it and show you? They say, no, like, okay, well, I'm still going to hit a few of the high points just to make sure we're on the same page. Yeah. And I do. Anyway, we'll get more into that here in a minute, but the pre-listing email uh, is probably one of the, the, the best tools in my arsenal. Yeah, I would say so. It's very impressive, man. And, and, and not only does it set you up for a shorter appointment, but just like you said, it, it how we do anything is how we do everything. Mm-hmm. And when you're setting the tone with great communication through a phone call and asking very pertinent questions, showing that you are you are doing research and you're very interested in their situation, mm-hmm. then you follow that up with this really thorough email with like just giving all the things that we have to give. Right. Um, super powerful, man. And, and I have seen those emails when they're like, hey, yeah, we're good. Yeah. Like, Mm-hmm. Our decision was maybe we read this email. Right. Right. And, and that's the whole point, you guys, is we're standing out. Mm-hmm. Right. How do you get hired by somebody to sell their home? Well, they've got to believe that you're the right person for the job. When you're com- competing with multiple people to get this job, you have to stand out. Mm-hmm. You have to stand above the crowd and, and they're going to pick you because you've earned it. Yeah. Right. And, and as this BAC thing works itself out and who knows where we're, where things are going with that but now you know we have low listing inventory we're competing on just about everyone and i always tell agents always assume you're competing no yeah. matter what even mm-hmm. if it's your friend yep right but the competition are real so I, I, if you guys listen to nothing else <laughs> that was that's going to be talked about or has been talked about in this episode you got to start doing something like that if you guys want an example of what that email looks like just email us. Um, where should the emails to get that? Uh, how t- the how to real estate podcast at gmail.com. There will be a link, our email address and a link to a landing page where you can, uh, in the show notes where you can find that. Okay, perfect. We'll get you guys hooked up. Mm-hmm. You may be thinking like, I don't even know how to format this thing or whatever. Right. Well, you don't, you don't have to reinvent that. Right. Right. Allow us to help you with that. So that's how you prepare, right? That's the best thing you can do is get all your shit, all your ducks in a row, mm-hmm. communicate well. That's before you even get there. Okay, so let's move on to showing up. Now, this is going to be pretty short, like, but it's super important. Yes. You never get a second chance to make a first impression, mm-hmm. right? And, and how you show up at the property is probably one of the most underrated training opportunities that's out there. And, mm-hmm. and people just really make a lot of assumptions in how they're going to show up. So I want to talk about some things that we can do when we're showing up to really solidify us as the professionals, mm-hmm. remember perception is everything, right? Right. How they perceive us is, is how we are in their reality. So first of all, show up on time. And on time is early. Yeah, 
absolutely. On time <laughs> is early. I always show up about 15 minutes early to the property. Right. I don't knock on the door that early. I knock on the door about seven minutes mm -hmm. prior to the appointment start time. But I show up, man, and I do visualization. Mm -hmm. I, I look at that house and mentally just in, in my mind's eye, we'll see where my sign is going to be in mm -hmm. that yard. See myself walking around, connecting with the folks on the outside as they point out the exterior items of the home. Like I really mm -hmm. visualize how this experience is about to go. Mm -hmm. I also pray. You know, I know that's for most of us, but not everybody's going to want to do that. But I do. You know, mm -hmm. I'll sit there and I'll pray and I'll say a very specific prayer so that I'm mentally prepared. So when I greet these folks at the door, mm -hmm. I'm ready, right? I'm on. Game time's on. My mind's in the right space. Um, I'm on time. I'm dressed for success, mm -hmm. right? There may be times where you don't have time to to get dressed, maybe. Could be. I've had something like that where like, mm -hmm. hey, come over now. I right, don't care right. what you're wearing, right? Okay. <laughs> okay. You know, I didn't have a lot of time to do all the preparation we talked about earlier. That may happen and it's okay. The more you do your preparation, the more you'll be ready for stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. And I know culturally we are moving more towards our relaxed fit society, which I love. I mean, I don't love wearing suits everywhere. You watch us on this podcast. We're in t-shirts and polo shirts. And yep. I mean, you don't want to see what's below the table, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, when you show up to a listing appointment, unless you have like an established brand where you are cargo shorts and, and tank tops or something like show up professionally. What, I mean, whatever that means for you, but but dress nice. And I, and I shouldn't have to say this, but I'm going to say it once. Uh, check your hygiene. Yeah. If you haven't Please. showered in two days or brushed your teeth, <laughs> like take care of that stuff because you'd be surprised. I mean, you'd be surprised. Yeah. Another big thing, especially especially in Texas when it's 100 degrees in September. Good Lord. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so how you, you show up, the timing, the presentation, right when they open that door. I mean, yeah, are you clean cut or... Or whatever you don't have to be exactly clean cut, you know what I'm saying? But are, do you do you look professional? Right. Um, and are you smiling? Are you energetic? Are you ready to be there? Yeah. Exciting. And all, everything you said is perfect. When you pull up, give don't pull up and jump out of your car and run up to the door. Yeah. And bring that frantic energy to the appointment. Yeah. Yes. Get there early. Take a minute to center yourself. Calm yourself. Pray. If you don't pray, use affirmations. Whatever you got to do, but get your mind right. Yeah. And get in that headspace. Listen to your 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 workout song that pumps you up something to get you in the right headspace. So when you get there, you're focused, you're energetic, and you're ready to get your new clients on board. Yeah, absolutely. Because the reality is, is you may have had a really hard day, mm -hmm. right? You may have been on the way to this listing appointment and just got a uh, text message or a phone call that someone's terminated a contract right. or they're going to cancel their listing with you. That shit happens, right? Right. I mean, we're just be, be real. I mean, our days don't always go as we plan them, and things can really fall apart outside of this situation with your listing appointment before you get there. So it's important to take to take that time and set yourself up for success mm -hmm. to to get your mind right and your energy right. And then also, it, I think it's important for us to know know who our audience is. Mm -hmm. Like when you show up to the property, hopefully you've done some research and with you know. Social media nowadays, hopefully you've done some research on the sellers, mm -hmm. right? And kind of got an idea of who they are as, as much as you can. And like knowing your audience, I think is very important too, mm -hmm. because that would help you to determine sometimes what you're going to wear. I remember there was one time where I showed up and I was, it was like during the World <laughs> Series and I show up to this listing appointment and I was wearing a Dodgers tie. I was mm -hmm. wearing a suit, but I was wearing a yeah. LA Dodgers tie. Um, just so happened that the, uh, 
that the seller was a Houston Astros fan. Mm -hmm. And I think they were playing each other in the whole <laughs> series. So although we we joked and laughed about it, like we probably could have avoided a little bit of like rivalry right. energy between him and I. Right. Right. I mean, I, I should, maybe I should have wore Houston Astros tie right and <laughs> open face paint right. <laughs> i go astros and then you're like hell yeah this is my guy yeah like, exactly. I, I don't need to do anything <laughs> but there's another time where i went to a uh, a ranch suit and tie mm -hmm. at a ranch and the guy was like well i hope you don't mind getting that dirty like yeah. let's get on this kabota we got to go see some stuff yeah right and i was like okay well probably should have wore boots and jeans and a shirt <laughs> right yeah so know your audience as well show up early mm -hmm. Have good hygiene. Be presentable. Mm -hmm. You know, I always tell everybody, would you hire you? Yeah. If you saw you, one, would you think that you were a very high-functioning professional? Mm -hmm. And two, if you were going to sell your house, would you hire you to do it? Would you hire you or would you hire the picture of your in your head of someone professional? Exactly. Exactly. All right. That's important. Yeah. Let's get more tactical on the actual listing presentation. We've talked about preparing. We've talked about communicating prior mm -hmm. to. We've talked about showing up, but now it's the meat of it. Guys, so get your pens and pencils and paper out. Get ready to take some notes because this is the part that's really going to have an impact on your next listing appointment. If you implement all of these things or even one of them, you are definitely going to increase the chances of mm -hmm. winning that listing because these are things that you may not be doing right now. And in the next episode, you guys, we're, we're going to go even deeper on this listing mm -hmm. presentation. In fact, we're going to break down all of our secrets, mm -hmm. all of our secrets that help us win listings. And before I started leading a team, my last year, full on production, I closed 68 transactions. And of those 68 transactions, I think about 50 of them were listings. Mm -hmm. Right. So I, I can say that I have mastered the listing game and we're going to unpack all of these things. And Kyle's right there with me. We're going to unpack all of the things that we do in the next episode. So make sure that you're subscribed. Yeah. Make sure you're, you're taking notes in this one, but come back for episode 17 yeah. because we're going to go even deeper. We're going to go high level today about our, our five stage listing appointment. And then yeah, next time, next episode is going to be a deep dive. So what is the first stage of our five stage listing appointment? My first thing like that I feel is very important is that meet and greet at the door and mm -hmm. how we handle the interaction there, mm -hmm. right? So when I knock on the door, homeowner answers, I introduce myself. I've got one, my, my left arm is full, right? I, I only have one hand available. That's my, my hand shaking hand, my right hand. I shake their hand and I immediately ask for the table. Mm -hmm. Hey, can I put my stuff down on your kitchen table? It would be okay. Yeah. Okay, cool. Because we're going to conduct our appointment, right? So I set those expectations. And then I like to sit down with them and go over the, really go deep into the like goal planning and situation understanding. Mm -hmm. Even because I know we had the phone call, right? But I just want to solidify things. Or maybe there are some things on the phone call that I was like, oh yeah, I want to know this. Mm-hmm. Right. So now I would have taken notes on that. So I'm going to ask those questions so that I have a very thorough understanding of what their goals are. And I'm going to repeat them to them. Yes. Hey, guys. OK, so from what it sounds like, you guys, you've got a house in Houston under contract, but that house can't close until this one gets sold. So we've got to get this home sold for you. You've got 90 days to get this done. Mm -hmm. You don't owe any money on the house. So all the money you're getting is is free and clear is going right into your pocket. Like. I'm just going to highlight everything that we've talked about so that they 
understand that I was listening to them. Yes. So the why is behind all of that. Tune in next episode um, because that's really deep psychologically and to set yourself up professionally that you do this first. Um, the, one of the biggest mistakes I see agents make is doing the the home inspection first. Yeah. Um, everyone thinks I'm going to step in. Oh, yeah, let's look at the house. That's not the best way to do it. Yeah. So yeah. what does come after that? And, and, you know, I used to do that, too. Mm-hmm. I used to go right in there and just go right, set myself down, go right into the walkthrough. And then I realized that I was missing a lot of stuff or having to do it at the end. Mm-hmm. So I started doing the beginning. So the walkthrough actually is next, yep. right? So once you once you get done with this, hey, what's your situation? So actually in that conversation, I like to kind of format what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Hey, guys, we're going to sit down. We're going to talk about your goals, right? We're going to just do a quick mm-hmm. review of your situation. We're going to do a walkthrough of the property, and I'm going to ask you to explain everything to me, and that's the step we're at now, right? Mm-hmm. It's this walkthrough. So we've got a walkthrough checklist that we use, and mm-hmm. we take measurements with the laser measure of every single room. The first question I ask them on the walkthrough is, what was it about this home that you guys absolutely loved that caused you to buy it? Yeah. And I take note of that mm-hmm. because chances are that's what the next person is going to like as well, mm-hmm. right? And so – I can pretty much guarantee that most agents aren't asking that question, mm-hmm. you know, so that gets it start off. Oh, this person's different, mm-hmm. you know, just another check in the different box, you know, mm-hmm. oh, that's different. Oh, that's different. Right. Just on a higher level. So then we'll walk through the property. I'll take a bunch of notes. Another thing that I tell them, I say, Hey, I'm going to ask you guys a lot of questions as we walk through, because since I'm going to be selling your home, I mm-hmm. future pace that, right? Since I'm going to be selling your home, this is going to be a product we're putting mm-hmm. on the market. I need to know your product. Right. Right. So I'm going to be asking you guys a lot of questions as we do this walkthrough. So mm-hmm. please forgive me for that. I'm also going to be taking notes. So if I pause and there's silence, I'm writing things down. I don't want to miss anything. Yeah. I, I like to say you'd be surprised at the questions the buyers and buyer agents end up asking me. So I like to try to cover all my bases so I don't have to blow you up during the during the listing. That's with all good these, one. With all the questions that they, they pound me with. Oh, man. Why are they moving? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who put the wallpaper in there? Yeah. What thread count are these sheets? <laughs> <laughs> they, they don't stay with the house why do you care why do you care well it just makes a difference yeah <laughs> makes a difference to me oh so we've got the walkthrough done uh what comes next after the walkthrough uh we get back and kind of stage three is the actual presentation mm-hmm. right so i pull up my ipad or my laptop and we've got a, a digital presentation mm-hmm. that we go through that is very informative we get a lot of positive feedback mm-hmm. on that presentation. It answers just about any question that a homeowner would ever ask us mm-hmm. in a very efficient order. Yes. Right? It's, a, it's a good order. It just really sets us out. So when we start the presentation, it's, it's really kind of tell them who we are, right? Introducing them to our organization. Mm-hmm. Hey, here's here's me. Here's our COO. Here's our listing coordinator. Here's our transaction coordinator. Mm-hmm. Here's our client care specialist. Here are our preferred title companies. Mm-hmm. Like we're setting the tone that we're not their only right. resource. Yeah. Right. They've got a team working for them, mm-hmm. not just me doing all the jobs. So you got a, a group of folks that are all motivated to get your home sold. Uh, all the solo agents just threw their hands up in the air and screamed, <laughs> you're just a number to a team. Uh, yeah, so true. <laughs> yeah. So true. That's why there's so many big teams. Hey, guys, on that note, episode 18, mm-hmm. if you're a solo agent and you're open-minded about your business, yeah. listen to episode 18. Because episode 18, um, we're going to talk about should you or should you not join a team? What are some of the pros mm-hmm. and cons? Now, it's not for everybody. Mm-hmm. 
right? But if you if you want leverage, you want to make more money, it may be for you. Yeah, hit that subscribe button because it's uh, after we finish this listing series. Yeah, we're gonna hit up some cool, some really interesting high points there and things that you're probably not thinking about. Yeah, yeah, a lot of things you're probably not thinking about because we really agents tend to think about splits and that's it. Yeah, yeah. How right. much is it gonna cost me? Yeah, yeah. All right, all right. So, side note, that's gonna be episode eighteen. Like Kyle yep. said, subscribe so that you get that. Mm -hmm beautiful information. So where were we? So we're going through the listing presentation. We've hit up, you know, and just, just as a side note, the listing presentation is designed to be 25 to 30 minutes max. Now sometimes it's faster. Occasionally if they're asking a lot of questions, it's longer, but that's kind of the, the design. And it's also designed, like Jeremy said, to answer all of their questions. Cause when people are buying, they're making a buying decision. There's there's questions they obviously ask you directly, but there's questions on their subconscious. They're not even realizing they're, that they need answered. Right. And some of those questions are, why now? They're, why you? Why even use a real estate agent? If I have to use a real estate agent, why you? Right. You know, and then what next? Um, and so this presentation is designed to answer all of those questions in order from the least of dangerous to them, like in, in our brains are, are, you know, there are dangerous questions to ask and things like yeah. why you don't go straight when you meet someone straight to marriage, <laughs> you have to know, like, and trust first. And yeah. this yeah. is designed to walk you down that path in a very sequential order. Um, we used to have agents that would come on the team and get the presentation. They jump around yeah, and they would start with something towards the back of the presentation. They have bad results. Mm -hmm. Like, man, you have to go in order, right? It's designed in a certain way. So who we are, then we like to talk about in there. Uh, how's the market doing? Right. Then we talk about some of our key differentiators. Right. Then we kind of go into the process. Exactly. How are we actually going to sell your house as part of the marketing plan? Right. What we don't talk about in our listing presentation is price. We do not. We don't discuss the price of their property. We discuss how we how we price properties and the results that we get based on those strategies, but we don't talk about their house yet. Right. That's yeah. next. We actually don't. And I'm going to give you guys a freebie here. This is something that's worked very well for me. I've, I've done this for years is when I, when I start off my listing presentation, I talk when I'm talking to homeowners and, and I don't always throw this into the same, same part, but I always mm -hmm. tell them you guys, there's two reasons why you choose the agent that you hire. One is their, their ability to negotiate. Mm -hmm. Two is their marketing plan. The thing that doesn't decide who you choose is, is the recommended price. As the seller, you set that, right? You set the price. Mark the market determines the value. Mm -hmm. Our job is to give you all of the data that you could possibly mm -hmm. need to make a very good decision. Give you some recommendations and then support your decision. Yeah, uh, I mean, yeah. There's some really cool ways you can frame that. That's a fantastic way. Um, one of my favorite things. It's very similar to that. Is to look at them and say, you know, I know that you've never sold. Depending on on their situation, I know you've either a only sold one house or it's been 10 years since you sold a house, whatever. Um, I say, hey, I know you don't hire real estate agents all the time. Obviously, I'm an agent. If I were hiring an agent, this is how I would think about it. I would think about someone who is a master of the process, about the negotiation and setting and, and marketing. Because, and then I ask them, do you think that no matter how well I market it, if, if, if this home is overpriced, a buyer is going to buy it? And they always say no. Cool. Do you think if it's underpriced that someone will buy it within 30 seconds? And they're like, yeah, of course. Well, my job is to help you hit that sweet spot. And, you know, we'll know that's going to work if the process is dialed in. Mm. And 
when you say it like that, you're removing a lot of their price objections. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. That's a good one. You want to give your Benmo <laughs> <laughs> for tips? Yeah. You guys, send, send Kyle some gratitude. Uh, yeah, we're, I think we're, we're, we're deep diving before our deep dive. So. I know. I know. Okay. Um, <laughs> it's, it's hard not to, man. Yeah, I know. It's hard not to on this. Stuff. It's hard <laughs> to stay too high level, but I know we, we're, we are getting short on time here. So, yeah. um, so we go through, we educate them on everything. We, we talk about guarantees that we offer. Mm -hmm. We tell them how showings are going to work. We show them how a lockbox works. We actually bring a lockbox with us yeah. so they can see it. We bring it also because we're ready to put on the door. Right. right? Like, hey, boom. <laughs> Nothing we, says claimed like a lockbox on the door. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah, we, we talk about how we're going to communicate. Mm -hmm. You know, that's another thing that we, we go over in the listing presentation. We tell them how we're going to market their home, mm -hmm. right? And, and what they can expect to see how we're going to support what we're telling them. We're building rapport mm -hmm. during this. And and then we're asking them for questions. Like I always pause like every couple slides. Mm -hmm. You guys have any questions? Or yeah. what, what questions do you guys have? Oh, none. Okay, great. You know, moving on. I've, I've learned to do that in strategic locations, but that listing presentation is, is visual, right? Mm -hmm. There's some, some good visuals there. We also have a, a part of our presentation that is real time data that mm -hmm. shows them how we perform versus the rest of the market. Yeah, I love that slide. Oh, dude, it's great, man. It's great. And we, we educate them on what listing, what average listings are going for today, mm -hmm. what average interest rates are. Like just so much education mm -hmm. goes into that. I would just get so many, so many kudos from homeowners that, especially when we're competing. Yeah. Right. So you've got to have a dialed in listing presentation. Anything that you do more than once needs to be systematize yes right so don't wing it don't be old school and have it in a binder and you're flipping through like right. digitize if that's what you have to do fine do it but just do it the same way every single time yes right systematize this process so that you learn it it, it i mean you should be able to do it in your sleep okay so let's wrap this up with some skills what are some some skills that somebody would need to be very good at in order to be successful on this listing presentation well to, to wrap up the, the to wrap up the appointment, that's step three. Stage four is actually that's when we talk about pricing. Mm -hmm. So we'll, we'll we'll go in very deeply about that in our next episode. How do we actually bring up pricing, and how do we get a seller on board with our price that we think it's going to sell at? Doesn't always work, but you are setting yourself up much for much more success if you do it the way we're going to talk to you about. And step five, get the contract signed. Yes, at the appointment, sign the contract. And then very last, but it's not, it's not one of our stages, but you know, always want to go over the next steps. Yeah, absolutely. You got a future pace. You got to tell them what to expect. Yep. To wrap, to wrap this up, um, what kind of skills does someone need to pull this off? So I would say there's probably four, right? There's four skills that you need and some of them are kind of combined into others. So mm -hmm. one communication. It's the most important. The most important. And that's the one that's kind of wrapped up in some of the others. You've got to be very good at communicating clearly and concisely. Mm -hmm. We shouldn't be doing, outside of the presentation, we shouldn't be doing a majority of the talking. Mm -hmm. right? We should learn to ask really great questions. So that's, that's one. Sales skills. Yeah. Right. When you get down to the closing, you may have to give a little nudge. Yep. Right. To be able to get that listing agreement signed. So you're going to need some sales skills there. That's also for overcoming objections, which also leads to negotiation skills. Mm -hmm. Right. You may need to negotiate in that moment with terms yep. of, of your listing agreement. Maybe it's commission, maybe it's length. You need to have that in your arsenal of skills and then contract and marketing knowledge. Yeah. 
if they start, especially if it's an expired, and they start asking you about previous experiences that they had and mm. what would you have done if this happened or what would you do if that happened and they're testing you to see right. if you are in alignment with them mm. you've got to have a good knowledge of the contract and marketing and then you've got to be a good closer yeah right going back it ties into communication and negotiation and sales skills yeah, kind of yeah. wraps those all in but you've got to have closes mm -hmm. yeah you've got to have predetermined closes that's going to help you get to the next level what i've seen agents do in the past is just okay cool well let me know what you guys think yeah. You know, and then walk away from that appointment. Right. Never to be seen again. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Fading away into the mess. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's that's not the way you want to do that, right? No. You always ask for the business. Most people don't get the business simply because they're not asking for it. Oh, yeah. It's it's crazy how you would, even if you you hit all these other things 100% correct, and then the, the seller just gives you the whole, okay, well, we're going to look through all this and talk to three more agents and we'll get back to you. And you're like, okay. Yeah. yeah. You leave. You need to have negotiation skills and you yeah. need to have pretty teed up responses to exactly what Kyle just said, because right. you will hear that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hey, yeah. We're going to interview four more agents. We'll get back to you. Yada, yada, yeah. yada. Like you've got to have comebacks for that. Right. Yeah. Awesome. All right, guys. Well, that wraps up episode 16. Make sure you like and subscribe so that you get notification when we drop episode 17, which we're going to go deep into our actual listing presentation and give you guys exactly what we do so that you can rip off and deploy, yeah. use it in your business, increase your listings, avoid 0% BAC if that's what's coming down the pipeline. Right, become a listing agent. Become a listing agent and master your business. Take control. All right, y'all, thanks for listening. We'll see you on the next one. Peace. Peace.